right guys, Truff here. So I was just doing some thinking during lockdown. I was thinking, how could we make our channels even more self-indulgent? Now I was having, <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was just having a, <laughs> and had a bit of a brainwave about it. And I was like, oh, we could just interview like uh, the different team members and we could talk about them for an extended period of time. No, in all seriousness, I think like, you can go anywhere to listen to movie reviews or folk talk about football or TV. Um, you, know, you come to hear because you like to hear the people talking. So I just thought, what a better way to sort of... To hear the one you actually want to hear talk. Well, the first the first one today is because we just recorded a review and I was like, we as well. <laughs> we just get the ball rolling. Next, I can open up a wee bit for once. <laughs> yeah, because there really is no format to this show whatsoever. It's something that... that that's I'll my be, doing as well. <laughs> I, I'm just going to open the curtain to you. I, I like to do these interviews on the fly. It's going to be sort of stream of consciousness interviews, things I want to know. You guys will find out. So today, you've heard them already. The first guest on uh, chat with is Mr. Nicholas Buchanan. How's it going? Good, mate. I would rather have called it Truffter Reviews, though. <laughs> Truffter Reviews? The Truffter Reviews? Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah. You're nervous at all? I mean, I'm quite nervous, I. Why? I've never been asked questions. About yourself before? About myself. No, I usually just talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I usually just lead with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> what is it you do? Because if you come on here, you talk about films. You always say, you, you always said you had a tire a tire day at work. What is what is I the am, job? I am an NDT engineering technician. Yay! So, <laughs> NDT is not that's going to be so boring. It's non-destructive testing. So, like, saying something's mm. welded together or machined for like planes or boats and stuff, I'm like the last line of defence. Go mm. in, check it all with certain systems make sure it's all safe and sign off and report it man. basically that i can't think of a job that suits your personality more than <laughs> preventing stuff from breaking by <laughs> trying to break it <laughs> like um, just... truffles that truffles are so wrong mate it's called non-destructive there is, there is <laughs> no. destructive testing no which, no yeah. they try to break. I, i'm very we do like we do see like when people have a baby Mm-hmm. And they use an ultrasound. Yeah, we do that on steel and stuff like that. So what that is is, see, when they pour like there's like a, a lubricant type thing mm-hmm. they pour in the belly. That is because see the wee probe that they use, that sound waves that go in. So the liquid lets the sound waves go through that into the belly, and then shows a picture of what's inside it. So you, do, yeah. you can do that with steel as well. It reflects sound waves and it reflects back if there's defects and stuff like that. That is I knew this show would get educational. Like that's the, <laughs> um, you know. yeah, I'll, I'll tell you all about ultrasonics. <laughs> now, right, I'm going to guess when you're a wee guy that right, you've never heard of non-destructive testing, right? Like that, that those words no. were not no, in your vocabulary. I, because remember, it's my dad's, my dad's best pal that owns, that owns a company. Yeah. So I'd heard about it because that's what he did. But I just present. They just worked offshore. They do rope access and stuff like that. Okay. So that's all I really knew about. It. And then I would do. Work experience with my cousin when he started working there. Nice. <coughs> I'd go out with him and stuff like that. And then uh, that's just that's what I do now. Very my interesting. Life. I yeah. breathe it. But what were, <laughs> what was the dream back in like when you're like five or something like that? I've never had a dream, mate. You've never, never had a dream? Nope. That's pretty on brand. Nope. To be fair. See if I was Susan Boyle, it would be I don't dream my dreams. <laughs> I just don't dream. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> So there was nothing uh, no, I can't when you think were like. No, I wanted to do. No, uh, my mum wanted me to join the police. Yeah, but, uh, I just I, I like being liked. 
suited me. Um, so you're just like, nah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm also not racist. Yeah, I will. We're so getting fuck in. Them, mate. We're getting uh, into that territory now, you know. Uh, oh. What else? Um, no, I can't think it. No, oh, when I was in school, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to leave school and join them, but then when I left school, they didn't have any jobs. I had to wait for a while. Yeah, but this so, is what I wanted to do. And around about way, it's all worked out. You know, well, yeah, things tend to work out for me, Jeff. I'm one of those people. You just sort of have you always been that way? You just sort of slide into things, yeah. No, completely, mate. I've never, I've don't think I've ever interviewed for a job, definitely wow. not that I've had. I've never interviewed right now, so it's been somebody I know, yeah. Uh, like, I, even I, part time ones that I, I'm like one of those people that could fall and shake, come at smell of roses. <laughs> <laughs> things just tend to work out. <laughs> so even part time like, jobs and stuff like that. I, I think I told you this. I ended up made part time jobs now. Next, my mum worked there. Um, Lorimer's and you, the manager. Right. Uh, bank Sned got me in. Aye, never. So everything like, we we walked in somewhere the other day, and the guy was like having an interview, like an internal yeah. one. They got me. He was like, "Have so if he's got any advice on that?" And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> so I was like, Mate, "Just text him and ask." That's what I did. I just texted my cousin. We were like, "Any chance of a job?" And he said, "Hi." <laughs> Do you know what I think? Because there's these, like, there's, I hate to say, young people nowadays, like, <laughs> like, I'm like 23, you know what I mean? But, like, see when young people, like, younger guys coming at my work, they're just sort of like, oh, I applied online and I waited for like three months. Like, bitch, I printed out a paper, a paper CV. Just go in and ask. I printed out a paper CV, asked, can I speak to the manager, like, directly? And just have a conversation with them, you know what I mean? Like, try and make yourself liked. Like, I don't understand this whole thing. Like, the generation just was seems to think that, oh, you can only do anything, like, through emails <laughs> or through a computer and stuff like that. Pure does my nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, there isn't, there isn't a system to these things, man. People like it if you go and put yourself out there a wee bit. Like, that's why I think I got it, because I just text and was like, yeah, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. shows, like, you're quite fine being out of your comfort zone and stuff like that. Yeah, so obviously you're on a film podcast now, but what were the interests when you were like younger, growing up? Like, was music, it football? Music. 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 Yeah. I've always been obsessed with music. Music I'd, was the key. I'd much prefer doing a, doing a music podcast. <laughs> um, you're going to leave, I, start off. I mean, music, football obviously as well, I played football, golf, tennis, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I used to sit in my room and just like surround myself with CDs. Mm-hmm. And I would open them all up and I would read all the insides and all that. I'd memorise lyrics and stuff. Like, I'm still, I still do that. I don't know what I'm saying. I used to, yeah. <laughs> I still do that with certain with things I get in there. But like, aye, music, definitely. And then movies. Movies were like a kind of later thing for me. Like, I used to just watch the same movies over and over again. Mm. Like, yeah. Happy Gilmore, Simpsons movie. Ones that I talk about all the time on this. Then I seen, obviously, being a fucking teenage white boy. Same Pulp Fiction and everything changed. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, fuck, man, that, these, these things are mental. There's other movies out there. Like, exactly. expand my horizons, you know, past, um, uh, past the dome. Exactly, exactly. I like your Simpsons movie reference. <laughs> and then I got, then I was, there was a period when I was right into movies. I would say now I'm like a casual fan. I'm made of a, I'm made of a cinema fan, the same as you, I think. Yeah. I like going like to the, the cinema. Of it. Yeah, I like sitting there and just watching something and I think everything's better when you watch it though. Mm. Like there's films yeah. that I'll never watch again, like The Gentleman. Me and Lee Carbo went to see that and I was like, that was fucking amazing. See, mm-hmm. my house, I would have turned it off. Yeah. When I watched it. Mm-hmm. But in the cinema, you're right, you're caught right in there. Apart from the fact that 
But the main guy in that, right, he got to the end of Lake Arthur with Lucy. <laughs> 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 the guy we've been watching the whole time. Jesus, man. Yeah, <laughs> fuck's that. It was Hugh Grant as well. He's going, who the fuck's that? <laughs> See, I had, I had a similar thing, but it was that Netflix show Dark. I don't know if you've watched any of it. No. And it's just so complicated, like, who's related to who, and, like, has time travel as well, so you're like, what year is it? Like, the now I'm watching, like, I, like, I have no, I have absolutely no clue what's going on. But, like, to be fair, if it's just, like, a normal plot, like, I, I think I'd follow who the main character yeah. is to the end. Yeah, uh, I, was, I, was, I was filled with rage. But music, music was the thing, so let's play a bit of Desert Island Discs, like, or something oh, similar. So, I know, man, I, I like to put you in the spot here. But I'll, I'll give you... albums. Yeah, we're going to... I think we're, we'll go up to five, right? But just hey, Kid I don't want to, Man in the Men, right? So you, we mentioned that on the King of Staten Island um, uh, review podcast. You've been right into that recently again. Is that a, it's not a new discovery. I take it you've loved that no, for years. No, I loved them when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like again, I mentioned the King of Staten Island fucking problems of like mental illness and that. Yeah, he was like the guy. If you had that, he was like. I remember he didn't soundtrack to my life, and he, the words are, "I've got some issues that nobody can see." Mm. And I was like, fuck, like, a fucking rapper talking about that. It just didn't happen at that yeah. time. Rappers are all about fucking, fucking bitches now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it changed my life when he came out. Mm. And I've just recently got back into him. So, well, there's loads of music I like. Um, mm-hmm. Probably Nirvana in utero. Right. I love that okay. album. It's so what, good. It's pure long. What songs are on that album? Heartshake Box, Scentless Apprentice. Right. <laughs> I did tickle the throat. Um, a loads of great songs. It's, it's a lot heavier than Nevermind. Don't mind mm-hmm. slagging anyone that likes Nevermind, but it's mm-hmm. a lot more like grunge. Yeah. Than, than Nevermind. Do you uh, think people prefer Nevermind because it's more accessible? Nevermind's more palatable. Yeah. But there's a song. I mean, I think it's shit, right? The song in Utero that's just like three minutes. I'm saying, rape me, over and over, Jeez. and you're like, at that point, you're like, is he just trying to shock people? Yeah. Like the melody's good, but it's just terrible. It's a good melody. We've got we like the melody, however. (laughs) The lyrics might have to change something. The third one would be Blink 182's self-titled album. Blink 182. Is that the first one? No. The first one's something it's Dude Ranch, then take off no, then Enema of the State, then take off your pants and jacket. That that does man nothing. Like, see, unless it's the first album you're bringing out as a band, I do not understand uh, self-titled albums that come, like, second yeah, or third. Yeah, the reason was because all the albums before it were funny names. So right. then everyone was saying, like, oh, what's the next one going to be? So then they just went, no, fuck that. That's not all they are. <laughs> just made Dunbling 182. I'm sure is one of the... That was... I was obsessed with them when I was younger. Them and mm. Green Day and pop punk in general. What was the cover of that album? Um, it's just a logo it's just black and a logo I believe yeah. I might be wrong though um, right, what else is that three that's three you've got so far um, right, let me have a serious think of it got one Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers ooh Wu-Tang Clan album Truffles Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with <laughs> that, is... that is the whitest you've ever sounded that you is like that? the album, mate. They've got, they've got Bring the Ruckus, as I said, Wu-Tang Clan, you're not the fuck with. Cream, can't hold everything around me. But a song, Method Man. Method Man, the first 45 seconds, are just them talking about torturing each other. 
It's so good. Um, Alright, I'm going to need to think hard about my fifth wish. But what do I like? What would, you guess? There's a question. what would you guess would be in my top albums? I think you'd need to put like the Verve in there, perhaps. I don't even really like the Verve, mate. I'll put um, Out to Monkeys, what I've heard people say I'm, that's what I'm not. Yeah? Yep, brilliant album. Is that one of the Again, earlier ones? Man, that's the first one. But I'm going to be that white, right? Right. I was into Out to Monkeys before fucking everyone. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, my before AM. Next, and I think it was because her a boy she worked with and they was in a band so he was like in the know <laughs> and he got this copy of a mixtape called Arctic Monkeys Beneath the Boardwalk and it was just them playing in Sheffield like live most of it mm. and it was it was just like this is fucking unbelievable it was just so good like lyrics about like what life is like at that time like doing nothing wrong but still running away from the police for some reason mm. songs about stuff like that like, and uh, it was just brilliant, man. I loved, loved, I've always loved them. Didn't really, oh, yeah, I mean, that's decent, but I loved yeah. them back then. Nice, nice. I like that. I'm glad we got into the <laughs> into the depths of yeah, your I've music I've always lines. wanted somebody to ask me that, and then when it happened, I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought, I would blow Desert Island Discs out of the water, man. People would be like, that's the yeah. best. Well, those are, albums. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Those are the best five albums, but pick a song. Just a, a song. song from each album. No, just a song. Like it doesn't even need to be from those albums. Just my li- which, song. what's your song? Yeah, I miss you. I'm going to. I would never skip it. Yeah, ever. Every time it comes on, I I just get happy. I yeah. love it. That or fucking up up and away by Kid Cudi. Yeah, love that as well. One of the two from those albums. Nice. I'm going to recommend an album to you. Listen to uh, Blue, uh, the Blue album by uh, Joni Mitchell. I discovered it recently. Like pure ignorant yeah. to. The existence of Joni Mitchell, man. Like I was, like I had no idea that, that she existed. But I listened to that. It's the only album in a long time that, because with Spotify and stuff like that, the album's sort of a lost thing in it. Like, because you're you're shuffling between songs, you got your daily mix and all that. But it's the first time I've actually sat and listened to a full album, like in a row. Uh, Joni Mitchell's Blue album. So give that I'm a wee. Listen, I love an album, mate. I like just sitting listening to songs in an order about the mm. same person. <clears throat> yeah, but you talked about football there, like what was your memories of playing football obviously like I know oh, I this the, the listeners might not me. know this but your dad uh, was a, a, a footballer uh, at one yeah. point in his professional career yeah he doesn't uh, mention it very much does he not talk about it no not talk well, about it's all he talks about <laughs> Mate, I hated playing football when I was younger yeah like every single place I went somebody would say to me you'll never see your dad never going to be mm. your dad and they're just like I don't fucking want to be yeah. Like, I, didn't, I mean, I could not have cared less about football when I was younger. I always sure. played it, obviously. Yeah. Then I eventually, of all things, ended up being in the same position as my dad. <laughs> Jesus. You're just but, like, what are the odds? I mean, my dad, was, my dad was a footballer. My dad won his own kitten once. That's a story. <laughs> we, were allowed, we were allowed to bet back then, right? He was playing against, he was playing for United against Falkirk, I believe. Yeah. His game was the last one he was waiting on, and he scored a penalty in the last minute. He won it. One buddy's own kitten. Class man. Was he more buzzing <laughs> about winning the game or winning the coupon? No, the kitten, definitely. We'd usually, usually bet against himself. Good <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Like, so obviously, though, like you sound like you have the problems of a bloody Disney Channel original movie lead, man. Like, Dad, this isn't yeah. my dream. Like, this was the your dream. The first person but... I met, mate, was this mental guy at my dad's palsy. He's yeah. The first person to get expelled to part means that, right? Just mental. And he always, like, whispers in your ear. 
the way cycles do. And he Jesus. fucking grabbed my top, right? Leans in, whispered my ear, he went, don't miss it, your dive's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, oh, man. Like, Thanks, finally, man. Finally, someone nice. <laughs> but did you enjoy playing? Like, who did you, like, you played Blackburn, obviously, was how, uh, like, a lot of people wouldn't know this, but our first interactions with each other were as foes. Uh, like, first I interactions were you trying to kick me and me speeding away. Speeding away. I know that I was. I know that. I hated you. I I hated Blackburn as total, so you were part of it. I hated me. I was rapid as well. You were like Mr. Blackburn as well because you were always there. You know what I mean? So you were just the personification of everything that I hated about Blackburn. I was was a wee cocky bastard. I must have wound you right now. You were. You were. Yeah, they really wound me up as well. Like back at that. Like, I'll be honest about it. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to beat about the bush, you know what I mean? Like, Mate, back Chrissy even thing. hated me when we played against Birmingham. Chrissy has been my best friend since we were, like, three years old. Yeah. We were playing against you. I walked by and he put his hand out. I went to shake his hand and he pulled it away. No wonder. <laughs> I was like... Blackburn was scum. I ran right up to him, mate. I was like, fucking get talking. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder, I'm mate. A, you know this, in general, I am a terrible, terrible winner. Yes. Like, really bad. I would just rub it in your face. Like, we used to, we'd be beating Cherry. I would just speak to the strikers. That was all mm. I would do. Just, like, Drew Yeoman or something. Just speak to them and wind them up, wind them up constantly. But that's what you should do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I was going to say this to round out the discussion, but I used to love playing you because everyone was up for it. You know what I mean? There was no one who was holding back in a game of Cherry versus Blackburn because, yeah. like, we we just hated, they hated each other. At that time, you know, us more so. I think we hated you more than you, you hated, hated us. us more than we hated you. We didn't, we didn't really mind. You were just like a wee annoyance. <laughs> Until we beat you. Uh, but anyway. I uh, so... He's like on and on and on about it, man. No, I don't. That must have absolute downs. My last Avenger player against Jerry is Drew Yeoman chasing Fieldo across the 18 yard box. Fieldo just kept turning him. We <laughs> <laughs> were beating you by that much. He was just turning him in the running 18 yard line. Jesus, man. <laughs> well, I, I, that's what I wanted to bring up about you because I've seen you play football. Like, like that. You for sometimes forget I've seen you in that environment, but you like to pretend you're not a competitive person. Like, I put my heart, I, my, I wear my heart in my sleeve, as it were. Like, you know, I'm a competitive guy. I hate to lose. Football brings out the worst in me. I get really, I get <laughs> the best, the and best. I, get, I shout. I remember in fucking high school. I won't say the boy's name or anything, but you, I passed him. So we had like a wee league, right? Right. <clears throat> in high school football. And I passed him and he the ball went under his foot. And I remember running up to him, just screaming in his face about how bad he was. <laughs> Stuff like that, mate. Like, I just can't handle it. It just fucking makes me so angry. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, I do kind of act as if I'm not like that. Like, I don't care about stuff. But with football, I do kind of switch, yeah. I think. There's a switch there. Do you like, think I've that has to do? off hundreds of times just for fucking kicking people. <laughs> I remember my worst one I'm no proud of this at all right this right. boy had been pure nipping at my ankles and he jumped up for a head and fell and I deliberately just booted him right in the back like with the back of my heel Jesus. and as soon as I'd done it I was like why have I just fucking done that to somebody aye it brings it it was even that bad nothing he'd done was that bad but when you're in the park it's to be all end of when I, I is right you're right you I know? remember the boss bit was he said to me I'd never do something like that and I went well I <laughs> I'd never do something. Oh, you know me, like I'm, I'm quite a dirty player. I'd put, put it mildly. 
Aye, because I'm 21. But the thing is, I rarely got sent off because, as you know, I have a terrific smile. So whenever... <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got, like, I think my record was seven games I was banned for. Aye, jeez. I mean, I got some That's fucking terrible ones. And they explain what you do in the letter, which is the mm. worst bit. Aye. So it's like pure quoting my tirades. <laughs> <laughs> it was free, a three-match ban because I only had one red card and it was a three-match ban I got for, for kicking a guy. Um, <laughs> um, Higgins was actually at the game. It was the first game he, the time he came to watch Cherry Pay. We'll ever beat AJ Mayo's man. Fucking stories are good. He fucking broke his own nose or something. Try to tackle somebody. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the story. I wasn't going to go into this, but AJ's starting the football podcast, so my opinion is fair game. You know, he's part of the ship, part of the crew now. So anyway, we're playing against Dunan, right, over in Dunan, funnily enough. Uh, we've, all, so, we've all places for them to play. I know, it was an absolute, absolute weird doing that. But anyway, cross the ferry, go to Dunan, long journey, you know what I mean? I always hated those games where you had to, like, go in a ferry for. You're just like, oh, what's the point in this, man? It's an actual trek. But anyway... We're, we're nine we're nine now down. Jesus, you're so bad. In the city of minute and AJ gets subbed on, right? And within twenty seconds their team kicks off. AJ runs right up to the guy, two feet stud showing right to his shin. And immediately he's quickly as he's subbed on. He gets subbed off again. He gets sent off, man. And I just remember AJ's dad at the side was pure shouting him dogs abuse. Like, you're a disgrace. My dad used to do that to me. It wasn't, it wasn't even the opposition fans, of course, they were shouting. It was the fact that his own, his own dad turned on him. Like, AJ, AJ but, but anyway, long story short, they score basically immediately after this, basically from the free kick. And they start taking the ball back. I'm like, this is a comedy moment, so Come on, Cherry, the game's not over yet. We've still got a chance. The biggest laugh I've ever got in my I life. Was when he's been beating somebody on five now and they'd go, still now, now. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. I can actually use his now and it's only getting worse. Oh my god, it's hilarious, man. Um when did you give up football then? When why? Yeah, uh, after my back injuries, mate. Yeah. Just a variety of slap discs and stuff like that. Mm. At the point where I'm sure you remember, I could barely walk for a while. Yeah. And then I've just never, it just hurts me too much. Emotionally and physically. I don't miss, it. Don't miss no. it. I miss the kind of laugh of it, but this is mm. the first time I've spoken about playing football for fucking ages. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. Like, it's, it's fun so memories for me fun. as well. But anyway, you have other interests. One of them, like, I don't think people would know this from listening to the podcast because you never fucking bring it up. Uh, but you do enjoy stand-up comedy. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> um, and a lot of people might not know this, but you've, you've tried your hand at writing, like different skits and stuff like that. And you've had uh, some measure of success before that. So Dwight, tell us about, like, what would... Because obviously when you're young, like you're watching comedians like Adam Sandler and stuff like that, people have already said you admire. But what you got you interested in stand-up comedy as, like, yeah, you know, the art of it? Well, I'm going to have a go at doing it. Yeah, because you've done it I before, know, haven't you? Yeah, I don't know what got me into it. Like, I think, ugh, good question. I think I've just always liked it. Always mm. just, I used to always get comedy DVDs mm. at Christmas, and I just kind of got it more and more. And then now with podcasts, you can just comedy so excessive. Yeah, it's kind of became massive again. Like, uh, there's loads of comedians, aren't there? Like, Theo Vaughn and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That, 
And I, I just quite like the idea of just telling these stories. I was like, that's, what I, that's the only reason I do this podcast. I fucking, mm. <laughs> I'm not that interested in films. Like, I like part two when we just talk about anything. Yeah. I like to just sit and have a laugh. Yeah. And that's the only time I kind of feel comfortable, I think, is when yeah. I'm like, joking about stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a pure defence mechanism, but I don't know. It's a, it's a comfortable one. Well, I'm not here to psychoanalyze you, but, you know, look okay. <laughs> at <laughs> no, I do that to myself. Like, who's your, who would you say is your biggest influence then? Like, as a stand-up comedian, it's not podcasting, but, like, actual stand-up? Who'd I like? Bobby Lee. I love Bobby Lee. Oh, shocker. Twenty-four minutes, 44. For those playing along at home, anyway, carry on. The game. He's not that big. He's just one of those ones that's just always been there. Yep. He's just constantly does shows, constantly just fucking joke slinging. Mm. <laughs> I think that's class. Yeah. And he's just so. Theo Vaughn, I've never heard someone that joke, makes bright jokes like he does. Yeah. He's like so just himself, and that's it. Because I think mm-hmm. Scotland's got a real problem with every Scottish Canadian just making the same kind of jokes or these same fucking like neddy accents and talking about getting mad and stuff, apart from Kevin Bridges, obviously. I was going to say, like, you're not lumping Kevin Bridges among that, are you? No. I was disappointed last night. I'm not going to slag Kevin Bridges off, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> he quickly detracted that. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Phil Vaughn, Bobby Lee, these are the guys that you're sort of really into. Uh, Theo Vaughn's fucking hilarious. Remember I showed that video I have in Bobby Lee and he said, she came back from China and you've changed me and I brought my fucking uncle. It's so funny. <laughs> Boy, it's just so quick. <laughs> uh, he's, he's just, he's just oh, hilarious. He's like... What did, yeah. But, 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 that was what you said. What, what were you going to say? No, I was, gonna, I was just going to ask and move the conversation along. Like, what's I the good. funniest... What's the funniest joke you've heard ever, anyone What's tell you? What's the funniest joke I've ever heard? Yeah. That is a hard one. Well, uh, it's a hard a one. A joke? A, like, a comedian thing? A bit, yeah. It can be a joke. It can be a bit. Like, uh, just something like that. Fucking, that's a hard one. Something by Dave Chappelle, probably. Probably yeah. Dave Chappelle talking about O.J. Simpson. Yeah. That's hilarious when he says, like, his wife. He says he's soon to be slain wife. <laughs> he said she hugged him. And says, like, I just hope everything goes well for you. And he goes, Bitch, you try to get us both killed. <laughs> <laughs> then he says, like, he builds it all up, like, as if he's going to say, OJ was innocent. He's like, I don't know if the rest of you've ever met him. He says, But that man was nothing but nice to me and my friends. It gave us hospitality. It's a lovely guy at the end. He said, Thanks for your company, guys. And he said, and He left and he said, My friend said, did you feel that? There was murder in the room. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he fucking did that. <laughs> it's funny. I think Dave is fucking amazing, but obviously. Yeah. yeah. His latest stuff, does it hold up? Because obviously he went on that uh, hiatus a long while ago. But... Yeah, I, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. He's um, trying to say about him. I don't know. Fucking move on. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> you don't want to talk about Dave Chappelle. It's too painful. It's too painful. Nah, to it's too about. painful. How good it is. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I may get it one day, but uh, so you brought this up in the King of Staten Island review. Well, like, we had a candid conversation, sort of within it, um, about mental health, and obviously, yes. I don't want to. I don't want to do a, like a pure deep dive into it. You talk about your own issues because, like, candidly, from my perspective, I do 
I do kind of, in a way, regret being so open uh, about my struggles when we're doing the charity events and stuff like that. Because then it does the pressure, I feel, like when you do talk about it, that people expect you to be kind of okay all the time after that. So I wouldn't be a hypocrite and ask you to talk about it on here, but just... I want to, mate. I'm very happy. I said to you, I'll talk, I'll, I've not spoken about it a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. I've kind of got a bit of a reputation for being like miserable. Yeah. And that, but it's been, I think, maybe, must be like nearly two years or something, I've been mm. on antidepressants and like yeah. see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know, I've kind of always just struggled with things. And I've yeah. told you already, I've got borderline personality disorder, it's called. Yeah. So it's like, kind of dissociate with yourself and like harmful behaviour towards yourself, mm-hmm. unstable relationships with people, things like that. Have all been things that have been prominent throughout all my life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've just always kind of, as I said to you before, I felt like I'm on the outside looking in. Mm. Like, you know yourself, obviously, there was a period when I like just disappeared for ages. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't come on this. I wouldn't see any of you. And I think everyone thought I was like seeing my girlfriend at the time, but I wasn't. Yeah. I was literally just sitting in my room, or when it would get really bad, I would like shut myself in my cupboard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just sit in there and like cry to myself. Mm-hmm. But eventually it comes to a point where you're like, I need to get fucking help here, man. Yeah. And like, I went out with Kyle, actually. I told mm-hmm. Kyle and Ryan and stuff about it. And then we went to Nando's and Kyle was like, look, just fucking tell all the boys, just get over me. Told mm-hmm. everyone and obviously you are all like, I hope you're all right and that. And get a lot of like private messages with people. And it's just going to get better for there. Like, I still have times. Recently I've been fucking struggling. Which I told you about. Yeah. But you still have, you just have times, but it's, you can kind of feel when it's happening. Like, totally. I know I've got out of the swing of like not being doing like headspace things, I've been talking about stuff. And you're like, you can feel like this is, this is like happening. Do you know what I mean? I can relate, like, because recently I've had a few, like, I don't know what the term for them is, but I call them relapses. Um, for me that just sort of like works because it's sort of like you can feel it keeping up in you again and I think My this comes to that as well that I don't fear it anymore I don't think it's about fearing it necessarily like, I don't want all the to time, stop though. it sometimes I'm just yeah. like this is just how I am yeah that's not like I, yeah because I don't think that's fear sometimes like I think if the situation is causing you to relapse a wee bit sometimes you just want to go and fuck it up a wee bit, you know, and sometimes you want to go back into that place because you think, what's the point? You know, and that's when it gets the better of you, I think, you know, but I don't know, it's a, it's a hard it's a hard thing to talk about, so I, and no, thanks like, for talking about it. But uh, Thanks. You just don't want to see what it's like, as if I'm just like, oh, it's such a shame for me. Mm. But I just think, fucking, everyone really goes through some fucking issues, man. And yeah. Like, obviously, the amount of people that, fucking end up committing suicide and that mm. do need to talk about it man like I've been really fucking low a lot of times yeah and it's of, like fucking like you just have some dark thoughts man mm. and it is much better to fucking talk to your friends although sometimes like Ryan fucking gives me any trouble all the time because Ryan's like you need to fucking talk to me you need to like is that like I can't guess you need yeah. to because I, I, I obviously Ryan's my best pal so I see Ryan all the time yeah. I'll see him on Friday and that and then when when we're together there'll always be a wee bit where he'll go, like, how are you? Mm. Like I kinda seriously like, we'll just slot each other on that because he's a fucking awful person and I hate him. 
terrible. <laughs> he's the most competitive yeah. person I've ever met. Also. But he's he's the always be a bit where he's like, seriously, how are you? Mm. And like he just kind of looks after me, I think. But and sometimes I can embarrass you, like, why don't you be looked after? But I just kind of do, I think. Does the embarrassment come with, though, I'm always aware that for me, when I'm around my friends, sometimes that's a real comfort. So I sometimes in the past, I didn't want to mix the two. I felt like if I bring my problems here and I talk about my problems here, like this no longer becomes like the safe space that's making me happy. You know, I yeah. mean, that might be a personal thing to me, but I think a lot of the time that's why people don't want to speak to the people they're closest with about it sometimes, you know what I mean? Because then it severs the relationship. You feel that all of a sudden you're becoming codependent dependent on them rather than, like, which you are to an extent anyway if you're using them, like, for your happiness and comfort, but that's a two-way street with friendship. But you don't want to be seeming like you're using them as your personal therapist sometimes, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, exactly. I do feel like that sometimes, like, as if, like, I don't want to complain too much. Or be mm. like, by the way, I'm still not all right. Because, like, sometimes people think, if you're not saying anything, then you must be fine. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know why I'm talking about it all in that fucking podcast, but I'm no fine. Like, I have mm. to struggle with things all the fucking time. Yeah. And obviously, I fucking text you at the weekend and like, I'm not all right. Yeah. But sometimes it just gets fucking difficult, man. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the, the opening up just helps, though. You know? See, people listen to us, they're going to be like, why did they start with the football chat? Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> but he's miserable. <laughs> I told you, this is just going to go over where it's going, you know, like, and I think, uh, I think you're right, though, I think that's the key, and to bring it to a more serious note, obviously, we've partnered up with Brothers in Arms, which is a charity that was close to, to my heart, which is why we raised money for them in the first place, they do offer some good services for mental health so if you are struggling out there if you're listening to this to what Nikki's saying there then go and check them out and obviously Nikki you've went to see a therapist and stuff like that and you've felt it's that been beneficial to you it's the best thing I've ever done so you it, can reach out to that the best thing I've ever done yeah no, just like, look up things you feel like mine is kind of tailored to my fucking issues mm. and it just it just works honestly yeah. it does work Really helps. No, that's really good, man. Really good. Man, so you, you fucking try to poach her off me. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't try and poach your therapist. Listen, I'm just going to. I'm going to bury this story before it starts. Nikki keeps saying how good his therapist is, right? So I've compared it to right. If you're telling me that this restaurant's the best, do you not then expect me to go and try and eat at that restaurant to try and get a reservation? Fine. I don't no, think she's you not. Go and, I think her stuff. I would never tell it to anyone. That's possessive. She's not going to go. I'm not. By the way, we'll do that. We'll do. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, now you've said it, I'm not going to go after her. I'm, I'm just, I just retaliate to the fact that you didn't for a second think that. Oh, I'm bigging up this therapist, so there's no way truffles and stuff are going to think. Oh, maybe she's worth a try. You know what I mean? But I get, I get what you're saying as well. But anyway, I'm not trying to poach your fucking therapist. Uh, <laughs> moving, moving on um, to sort of stuff that's more personal to us too. But I think it's good memories that two of us can talk about as well. Like you, you've acted. You've been an ongoing actor in a feature film I'm making. <laughs> but you also first acted in a short oh, film. Let's not bring this up. That I directed no, years ago. No, because I'm not the bud. Why? Uh, don't, I don't want people to see it. You did it though. Like it was shared. Like 
whoever's going right. to see it has seen it. It was a great laugh. Memories that last a lifetime. There you go, move on. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you did rip off. Um, and then... <laughs> Then, I can't believe you shut that down so quickly. The, the discussion about mental health, and then it was rip off where you drew the line. That's, yeah. how, that's how much of a yeah. that. I'll tell you how much how much I mess on, but I'll not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but then you've been working in this film uh, that was called Andy Mitchell Wants to Be a Wrestler. There's been a lot of issues uh, with it. Obviously, it's now getting called something else. What is that experience like being for are you acting and more specifically? I do not like acting. <laughs> I do not enjoy it. Like I'll never understand why you thought this would be a good idea. To get him involved. I would like demand to leave at like three o'clock and stuff. Like that. I'm out of here by the way. I'm not hanging about. Like I just don't like acting. <laughs> It's that's just, just simple yeah that's it like I just I don't enjoy it like it's just not a thing that I enjoy mm. the one the day I did enjoy it was when, when a good actor was no offence to anyone that's in it right <laughs> <laughs> just realise what I'm saying these are all good Keir made me laugh one of the most I've ever laughed in my life but the day we had that guy in Luke, trying to remember his name Luke which is right. Luke right that that guy was fucking amazing. That's yeah. when you're like, Jesus, like this is what it, this is what it takes. Remember <laughs> me and Higgins just watched them. Yeah, and like I had I had a couple of lines in it, and it got to me. And I'm sure I just forgot. I was like, there's a fucking other people here. So you just have him there. <laughs> it's so and funny. Before man. before he was going, but on this wee corridor, and he's going up to me. So do, do you know your do you know your lines and that? And I was like, aye, man, I practicing that. And he's like. Phew. I'm struggling with myself. I'm not really, I'm not really prepared. And I was like, good, good, thank God, because I have, I really haven't prepared. <laughs> he then goes out and it's just brilliant. Because <laughs> I feel like when I was doing it, I would just say what I'd memorised. Yeah. He was acting. Mm. He was like doing things. He was very good. <laughs> the fact that that's one of the saddest things about the movie not being out yet because I, I wish people had seen Luke's incredible day of work. Like he barely, because I remember, I don't he know if you remember. Up, mate. He turned up in a fucking suit, I think, and just killed it. <laughs> I remember the lead, so the lead up to this shoot day for everyone in context, we'd done four days of filming in a row at um, John McIntyre's gym in Linwood. Uh, boxing gym and we'd had a really tough couple especially the day before uh, because we had an actor who was scheduled to show up not show up Ravy um, Davy fuck him <laughs> professional wrestler Ravy Davy was meant to fuck show up and, and did not show up for a, a, a variety of reasons that were out of his control I'm not, um, there's no mention of his name <laughs> <fucking practice. laughs> anyway so Ravy Davy did not show up so when it got to the last day basically the shoot was a six minute long take uninterrupted which these are all untrained actors you're an untrained actor and i was pure worried about it i was thinking we are actually going to be you here you shitting yourself the whole time man me and higgins the as usual are unflappable <laughs> you're just like it'll be fine I, like i genuinely thought we'd be um, there to eight o'clock at night right yeah so, you'd be fine because you were you, flapping about the yoga one as well and that was fine Aye, but I flap it. It's my job to flap a wee bit. But anyway, <laughs> so we did the first take, right, with Luke. 
And I remember I, I didn't say anything. I called Carton and didn't say anything. I was like, all right, good. Just take five minutes. Um, Rob and Ian were the crew in that. Like, Rob and Ian just come outside, we'll review it. And I remember as soon as I was out of eye shot from you guys, I got pretty excited. I was like, did they just did they just do that in the first take? <laughs> did they just nail that in the it first take? I want to be fair. Aye, he aye. was great. He was fantastic. What he is it? Everyone else, though. Yeah. Like Raised the game it, a wee bit. Made it easier. Mm-hmm. And like, there was made a buzz about it. It was just mm. so, so good. I hope I get to meet him again at some point because he was really, really good. So here's the million dollar question. Would you ever agree to do a film with me again as an actor? And the second add-on question: Would you ever agree to do a, a? Would you ever agree to do a film with me as something else? I would rather be behind, behind, behind the scenes. Yeah, is it yeah, nerves? We spoke about writing stuff before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would rather do that because mm-hmm. I think I'm better at being able to be funny and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you don't like improvising. I hate. Improv so that, one set. And that's all I, that all I can really do is be fast comments. That was me fucked. Do you know what happened was this a, a story we're recording the murder of Tracy Roth, right? And it was hearing me in a few times like changed wee words or lines and stuff like that. And it was good, you know what I mean? Objectively, it was good, but I could just feel like my blood rising. I feel it's like a pure chemical imbalance at this point. Yeah, <laughs> whenever I see whenever but, I see someone go off if script, you, if, I'm you, like, if you really asked me to, I would maybe do it. Yeah. But I just think you, sh- you should get somebody that wants to do that. Mm. But I would love to be behind this. Like, see what Rob did to just fucking cutting about doing things. He did more than cut about. Like, he was in charge of the sound for yeah, most of this. Rob Jane's biggest fan here. <laughs> I love him. Rob Man, Jane is absolutely hero. Yeah. I think, so, see, if you put me and Rob Jane somewhere, you would go, those two won't go on. They'll <laughs> <laughs> just not like each other, but for some reason, we just got on great. <laughs> just clicked so well. Um, there's another one. Right. He was one of the best people on set for me because mm. he would always just fucking put me at ease. Yeah. He'd talk to me about me daft, like Lemmy Hings or Swap Paz videos. Yeah. He was like, I don't know, I, he was just good. I would, I would kind of confide, con- confided, confide, confide, confided in him. Because he was like, he was in between the being like me and being like you movie people. He was yeah. the bridge between the two. The I still you. thought he's on my side, he's at my interest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> good. Because I, I, I did I, not. First monologue, he came up to me and went, How the fuck did you do that? And I was like, You're yeah. really nice. That's yeah. a guy who's he has, he, he's hypercritical as well. Yeah. About film. Mm-hmm. And he's, he is like, and but. For those who don't know Rob Jane, like he was on Pitch Battle One, I think it's the only time our listeners will get exposure to him. But like, go and check out his movies. Go and find him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, um, he's a really good man. He, he fucking yeah. he knows his stuff. He's so passionate about film. Yeah, I can't say he's enough. Just, good he's, things just, about. he's an all round good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and a Celtic fan. So yeah, yeah that's go like one bad point. <laughs> he's one of the people. He's one of the people that you that I've met through you. The film people. I think I really hope things turn out well for him. Yeah, because he really deserves it. He's so hard working. He turned up every single day on that set and mm-hmm. done anything. Yeah, and he never once seemed like annoyed or anything apart from mm-hmm. the day he never turned up. Oh, I think we all wear that day. Jesus, uh, I don't want. I don't want to. Good, good, good guy. That's a really good guy. Really good guy. Aye. So apart from the movies, obviously, we came to you. I think 
can't remember if I first told you on the set of Andy Mitchell or like after that, but I was going to Boston. I think it was internal guilt about not being able to work in Andy Mitchell. I was like, I need something else to do. You went to Boston? Aye, definitely I told you. Uh, (laughs) Never mentioned it before. I don't mention it as much as people make out. That's a lot of fish, by the way. It really irritates me. But anyway. See, (laughs) Johnny in a room, all it would be was Gothenburg and Boston over each other. That'd be it. I'm just going to ignore that, but anyway. (laughs) I'm just going to move on. But I came to you with the idea that the film podcast, um, and you said aye. You said yes, and we've been doing it now for nearly two hey, years. This is the most me hang of all time. I said yes, great idea. Then wasn't the first two episodes. Didn't show up <laughs> for the first two. Didn't show up. I think like, that is kind of what I wanted to get to you, right? So you didn't do the first one. You didn't do the second one. Were you just waiting to see what it was going to be? Yeah. Like, yeah? Yeah. I just didn't want to be in the start. I wanted mm-hmm. to be like to come in and add something to it, right? Because I think I'm so I'm different to you and Higgins. I think we're all different, obviously. Mm. But I think the first couple were just discussing the film. Mm-hmm. Whereas then, when I think it was, I, this is going to sound so conceited, it was maybe <laughs> a better blend. I think when there was the three of us, yeah, because like, Higgins is a good mix of likes talking about films and likes being daft. Yeah, you like talking the films. I would just sit and like take the piss out of stuff and that. Then when we had the block in as well, it was also great. I was like, still kind of like, do I want to do this? Do I want? Because I don't like hearing myself, mm. which sounds weird because I, I love talking to myself, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then I done the first one and I was fucking right in there, man. I sat and took loads of notes and that. Then I was like, this is fucking easy. Yeah. <laughs> Like, mate, I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't give a bitty piss to you. we done Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2. Right? <laughs> I've still not seen it. <laughs> I spoke about it. I criticised it. I mean, I've not even seen it. Do you know, this is, I don't want to reveal podcast secrets, right? But I've never seen the film. You'd, yeah, see, people get pure nervous their first time coming on or I doing mean, a show. easy. And then you realise like how easy it is. Mate, that's, you know? that's what I would say to people, just look at me, man, I'll blag my way through them all. <laughs> I do ones that films that I've not seen for years, I don't even rewatch them. Yeah. You fucking go for it. You can mm-hmm. be fucking, but I think that's, that's the reason I'm on it. I think it's because I'm, and I chilled out about it, maybe. Favourite first time films episode? Gardens of the Galaxy one. The first one? Yeah, I also like the one that just me and you did, Simpsons movie. Nice. I, that Aww. one we just laughed the whole way through it. Yeah. And that one makes me happy as well, because you said you were like, I, mean, I don't think the Simpsons movie's that funny, I think it's overrated. Then spend an hour just pushing yourself at Simpsons movie quotes. <laughs> <laughs> the point where there's, there's a bit in the podcast where you go, Maybe I was, maybe I was just not bad. <laughs> 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 I get like that sometimes. I think sometimes I just come in and I'm pure serious. I love, I love. There was a time where I was going to quit, mm-hmm. and I obviously wasn't coming on a lot. But I, I don't like doing it. I'm just fine doing it like this the now because of the situation. But when we switched to doing it in person, mm-hmm. I thought it was so much better. Yeah, you can kind of laugh and you can be quicker and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's less um, 
when you're over Skype, you're, you're tripping over yourself and no one to talk I over people it, and stuff there like that. Like, there was a night where, there was a night when me and Luke came over to your flat mm-hmm. after work and we done one. It was just nice. You're just like seeing mm-hmm. your pals and talking about. There was another one where I hadn't watched the movie. What was the movie? <laughs> Digimon. Ah, Pokemon, mate. Pokemon, and I never watched. I'd seen Pokemon it years and ago. Digimon. Yeah, because Higgins was in Australia. No, watched that. There's yeah. been loads of fucking bad way through, but Gardens of the Galaxy was worse. I had to Google like 10 minutes before Gardens of the Galaxy 2, like pros and cons. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Though. Opinions about Gardens of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> well, it's funny. Well, listen, I just hope everyone has enjoyed listening to this interview. Um, you talked briefly there about getting back up and stand up, but is it something you're really interested in? Um, yeah, I will. I will do Yeah. I will. I will well, hopefully, when you do, we can help promote it, making it make it a success. I'll take I'll take a ten percent pay cut, and Bob will be your aunt. So anyway, <laughs> I'd just like to say to, to conclude on the fucking speech, and that see if anyone's struggling or anything like that, fucking talk to someone, talk to your pals, fucking anyone. Obviously, we've got our brothers and arms charity involved. Certain mm-hmm. things we've done, just I talk talk to your pals and check in with your friends as well. See how they are because it's a fucking hard time, isn't it? Definitely. So this was a chat with Nikki Buchanan. So from myself, goodbye. And from Nikki, goodbye.